Hello, I'm Dr. Max Pemberton, a doctor and daily mail columnist, and welcome to part two of my podcast with Dr. Susan Mayo, a consultant dermatologist at the Cadogan Clinic. She has over 30 years experience in dermatology. She was co-founder and secretary of the British Cosmetic Dermatology Group and has been an honorary lecturer at Imperial College London. She's worked both privately and in the NHS, including running the Paediatric Dermatology Clinic at the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital and the Paediatric and Adult Clinic at Queen Mary's in Roehampton. Thank you so much for joining us again, Dr. Mayu. The first question from our listeners is, since the start of the pandemic, when I started having to apply alcohol hand gel several times a day while at work, the skin on my hands has become terrible. It's sore, red, and it's really broken down. And adding more hand gel only makes it worse. What can I do? What creams could help? Is there an effective alternative to alcohol gel should I wear a cream with gloves at night? Well, goodness, there's like loads of questions there. But this happened to me as well, even though, you know, kind of, uh, I tend to wash my hands quite a lot at work. Um, I noticed particularly for me, it was the alcohol gel when the pandemic started. You know, I was using it multiple, multiple times a day. And I, I got little patches of dry skin, presumably it's kind of eczema. Um, even right, right around my wrists were sort of going around like everywhere. It really, uh, it was actually quite unpleasant. Start, started to crack. And I think lots of people have had this. So, so what would you advise? So what this reader is describing is an irritant hand eczema, and it's been a really common problem in lockdown. So they've been washing their hands correctly with soap, uh, which soap and the alcohol gel remove the, the COVID virus, well, the best. So before the pandemic, I would have advised them to have used a sort of soapless cleanser, such as Dermal 500, but that isn't effective against the virus. So they have to go on washing their hands as as often as they need to. But uh, to restore the barrier, have a a, a pot of hand cream next to the sink to apply after washing to put a hand cream barrier back on the skin. Otherwise, without that, the sore raw skin is exposed to environmental irritants, which just sort of compounds the problem. So having disrupted the barrier, the uh, skin loses more moisture into the atmosphere and then becomes inflamed and itchy and the whole sort of cycle circle just uh, deteriorates. Uh, She's also asked about, or your readers also asked about wearing a cream with gloves at night. The advantage of wearing gloves is that you can use a greasier cream, a greasier emollient, which will be more moisturising. So that's a good idea as well. My understanding of this is that the way that soap and also alcohol gel works in killing COVID, and of course it's not just COVID, it's, you know, kind of viruses and bacteria, um, is that it breaks down, it disrupts the, 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 the lipid, the kind of, the, the fat sort of wall. So it kind of almost causes them to kind of burst. But presumably that same mechanism that soap and alcohol gel work, presumably that also causes damage to the skin cells as well. So it also disrupts the fats in our skin. Is that right? Yes, and so you end up with a disrupted skin's barrier and inflammation. And if the uh, applying an emollient alone doesn't deal with the irritation, then um, your reader could get some Umovate, a steroid over the counter, to use that in a, in a short-term basis to settle the inflammation. I think people tend to be quite scared about using steroids, though, don't they? Well, in this case, though, well, with a steroid, would that help the skin heal quicker? Is that what it does? Uh, yes. So if you've, uh, it's, it's a degree. So if you've just got a little bit of dryness, uh, 
and a little bit of pinkness, then just applying moisturizers regularly and laying off a bit on the washing can restore everything, restore the barrier. But if it's moved on to the next stage and you've got inflammation, itching, then you sh you you probably need the extra help of a of a topical steroid. Otherwise, you won't um, you know prevent progression of the process. So 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 the key thing is I suppose keep on washing your hands. Don't let that stop you. Uh, if you've got sort of dry eczema uh, that's coming up, don't let that stop you. You've got to keep on washing your hands. But make sure then you're sort of proactive around moisturising them really regularly. And if it gets to the stage where, you know, it's kind of even just the moisturising doesn't get on top of it, then, then use a short course of over-the-counter steroid. Completely, yes, absolutely. Okay, so the next question. In winter, I get such dry skin, and they've written not eczema, that I have to moisturise my skin twice a day with really thick cream. It's a well-known brand. It costs around £5 a tub. Is this normal? Is there a certain type of cream or ingredients that would be more effective? I mean, I didn't have to moisturize twice a day. So there's two things here. One of them, I suppose, is about, you know, what's the most effective moisturizer for something like this. But then the other thing is where, she, where this, the, the, the reader said, in winter I get such dry skin, it's not eczema. Can you just say the difference? What is the difference between dry skin and eczema? Dry skin is literally dry skin and maybe slightly flaky, but we call it eczema once you've got the pinkness and the inflammation and maybe some itching as well. I see. So, so it's more than just like a little patch of dry skin. I mean, it sounds from her, if she's having to use it twice a day, it may well be eczema, maybe. Yes, absolutely. So uh, in terms of whether she can reduce the number of times she has to apply the moisturiser, she may need to apply it twice, whatever, but she can use a greasier grease, as it were. So when she's selecting her moisturiser, they range from lotions through to creams through to ointments. Uh, lotions have um, oil and a lot of water. Then going up the greasy scale, creams have uh, water and um, ointment, and ointments have mostly ointment and very little water. So they get greasier, the less water they have and the more oil they have. So if she's using a lotion, she would get a longer lasting benefit if she used a cream. And if she's using a cream, maybe she should go up the greasy scale to an ointment. But then I suppose, because I, I have eczema sometimes, and I found that actually I would rather use a lotion than a cream or an ointment, simply, even though it means I have to put it on more regularly, simply because I hate the feeling <laughs> of it on yeah, my skin sure. with, against my clothes. Yeah. So yeah. I tend to, actually, I tend to moisturise sometimes up to twice a day, but using a lotion, just a very, very light one. In fact, I just use like an E45, I think it's everyday lotion or something it's called, and it's very sort of thin, it's almost like water, but, it's, but in the time it takes me to kind of clean my teeth in the morning it's it's, it's gone um, whereas whenever I've tried the sort of creams particularly the tubby kind of presumably they like an ointment uh, they've you know they've, they're on my skin for ages and I don't like it so I suppose it's partly yeah. then what you're saying is it's kind of all almost down to personal preference and also how bad things are oh, exactly and in your in your case it's what well, everyone's always worked out what suits them and what doesn't and it's as important to be compliant so you're quite happy to use something thinner and twice a day. But you might like to try, if you were one of my patients, I would say in the clinic, I would try Cetraben on you and I would try CeraVe cream on you as, as greasier creams that do go in quite quickly and might be more effective even once a day. 
Oh, it's interesting. So even the creams, there are sort of differences in creams and is what you're saying. So, so some yeah. of the creams are absorbed quicker than other mm. creams. So actually, even if people have tried a cream or, or, or an ointment and maybe found like I'd have that it's kind of quite greasy and unpleasant, actually there's ones that, that it might just be down to the brand. Exactly, yeah. God, interesting. God, I, th- I, th- I think yeah. I'd quite like to be one of your patients, actually. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Um, right, so the next question. What do you think about natural, inverted commas, products for eczema? My little boy, he's two, has a terrible time with it. He scratches himself to bleeding in his sleep. Oh, God. And I'm worried about using steroid creams on him too much, as I'm told they thin the skin. Are there any good alternatives you would recommend? A friend of mine said natural doesn't mean anything. It's just a label put on things, and the product might actually go out of date quicker. Is she right? Well, goodness, there seems like so much confusion here. And like, bless this this uh, this person, because obviously they're just caring about their little boy. They're obviously it sounds like it, the eczema is quite bad if he's bleeding sometimes. So, what, what what's your advice? So the poor little chap. I think if he's scratching himself and bleeding in his sleep, uh, he needs he does actually need uh, topical steroids as well as a moisturizer, which could be a natural product. That would be fine. So I would explain to the mummy that we could use the we- a steroid from the weakest group so there are four categories of steroids one which is much stronger than two three and four and for a little boy of two i would try and control his skin with uh, a steroid from potency four and i can reassure her that there's good evidence from great ormond street where children actually have eczema for years and years and have a lot of steroid applied that there is no evidence that using steroids from the weakest group does cause skin thinning. Therefore, I would hope that that would reassure her that she doesn't need to withhold it. Also, when you're using a steroid, having decided that you will use it, it's important to continue using it till you've achieved the end point, i.e. you've used it for long enough to clear the inflammation in the skin that's otherwise going to recur. So you need to get rid of the inflammatory cells because it's those cells that release mediators, which the little one perceives as itch. So he scratches. Um, and I remember I'm, I'm sort of very interested in, in itch, uh, you know, because that's there's a big crossover between itch and dermatological conditions that, uh, that produce itch um, and, and psychological distress, um, uh, particularly yeah. things like, you know, triggering things like depression, anxiety, and even suicidal thoughts. Uh, and I remember a long time ago going to a lecture about this and people saying that basically one of the difficulties that parents often face is is moisturizing their child enough so they'll often sort of say you know well you know i put moisturizer on them uh, and it's still really bad whereas actually it's it's it's, it's the kind of the, the amount of moisturizing that sometimes children need is often quite surprising um and i remember one gp saying that they kind of say you know we're going to give you this uh, this pot um uh, this big tub and I, I want you to come back in a month's time having used it all um, and sort of, you know, putting, you know, kind of re-emphasizing how much uh, they need to use. Yes. And the, and the other thing that can happen in eczema is that uh, every cream, everything with water in it, so the lotions and the creams have preservatives. Um, and the preservatives can sting little one's skin where the barrier has been compromised. So I always try out the moisturizer in the clinic to check because it suits the child's skin before recommending they take it home. And that's the one that they use on a regular basis. And then at what point do you think that people should should push to go to see 
a dermatologist when things uh, when they've got eczema, particularly you know, so if we take the, this woman with her with her son, is this something that a GP could be able to could manage in the community, or is this actually has, you know the fact he's bleeding has it got to the stage where actually he needs to be seen by a pediatric dermatologist? So not necessarily. I think as long as he, uh, she's got access to a GP. Uh, it may just be um, encouraging her to try the weak topical steroid, and that might solve the problem or at least control it. However, if um, having done that correctly, the little one is still having sleepless nights and the eczema is still very inflamed, then at that point, it's probably worth referring on for a pediatric dermatological opinion. And the other thing that can happen when, in general practice, the other reason why children don't get better, even if the mummies are using the topical steroid, is that once they've, the babies or the children have scratched the skin, it's a portal uh, for infection. And in eczema, it doesn't have to be yellow and oozy to equal infection. Just a significant amount of scratching and breaking of the skin can equal infection, in which case giving a fusidin hydrocortisone or, or a little course of antibiotic orally may be indicated. Okay, that's really, that's really, really helpful. Thank you. That's all we've got time for today, but come back next week for part three. In the meantime, if you want more from Dr. Susan Mayu, then check out cadoganclinic.com. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple and Google. And whilst you're there, please leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.